Oh, it's recording the whole time. Yeah, it's been recording this entire time. So welcome, everybody, back to the aesthetic agenda. I didn't mess it up this time. I was thinking about like making that my thing, like messing up the name of the show every time. And then you guys laughing and... For what you said last. I think I said aesthetic agenda. <laughs> I got a little tongue twisted when I talked about it. Anyway, since y'all don't remember, I'm the one with... All like the... you messed it up again. Yeah, maybe so. I'm, I'm the one with all the head injuries and y'all are supposed to remember all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. We have a lot of things going on, don't we? Let's keep these people entertained and tell them what we're here to talk about today. I want to talk about a little bit of Botox stuff. Um, I know it's probably the the thing that we get the most questions about, right, are neurotoxins and people don't want to know what neurotoxins is, but they know what Botox is. And so I want to talk about a few things about Botox. How does that sound? Sounds lovely. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is on your phone, Catherine. And so while I work on this, um, why don't you tell the people, Amber, tell the people your favorite thing about Botox. Well, if you saw in a previous episode, I'm highly allergic to wrinkles. So I absolutely love that. Like it only takes two or three days to kick in for the beginning part of it. Um, then about two weeks. So it's perfect to like plan right before a big event or holiday. To be honest, my favorite part about Botox, neurotoxin, is um my makeup goes on a lot smoother. I was just about to say that. I love My makeup looks amazing. I got it done two weeks ago, and Kat did a great job. Thanks. Well, I love it because it makes my wife happy. Oh, it definitely makes me happy. That it does. It's therapy for me. Beautiful. Confidence boost. The wrinkles, no problems. There you go. One of my favorite um, research articles when I was starting to research all this stuff and, and looking to change sections in my careers was, uh, you guys remember that that research article that came out about the twins in Europe? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good picture. That stuff is baller. Like, I need to find a picture and I'll put it up. But there were a set of twins, uh, female, who were in, I guess, in their 40s when the, the, so. the, the research paper actually happened. But they had one distinct difference about themselves. And one of them was... Um, getting Botox three times a year for like 15 years or something, right? I think she missed like two. Yeah. And then the other one might have gotten it two or three times collectively during that same time. And they showed pictures of them in their young 20s together and they were like identical. But I'll be damned, man, if you look at them now and they took, you know, clinical pictures of them, they don't, I mean, they definitely look like distinctly different people. One is markedly older than the other. Yeah, one looks a lot older. One looks a lot younger. That's why I like starting it younger. Um, I know a lot of people probably don't agree with that, but I think it's coming around now. Um, but the younger you start, you prevent those wrinkles from like settling into your skin. So like Arden, but Arden is your is the uh, I can't talk. Yours is almost kind of genetic. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Your whole family has these deep, deep expression lines so when you're a bulldog up here yeah so like when you're not making expressions when your face is just completely relaxed you have lines and that's not what botox is going after it's going after the ones that are created when you make your expression so if they're already there when you're relaxed you probably should have started when you were younger and we have some other work that we can do yeah like there's some the all hope is not lost (laughs) but there's just going to be a little bit more legwork to do there you go and i think that's what the was so great about the article is because it basically demonstrated hey start when you're 20 start when you're 21 especially if you look at your mom and you see what you could potentially look like in 20 or 30 years like and it's not like a 20 something year old's gonna need like 50 units 
you know, because right. probably don't have as much wrinkles as someone 10, 20 years older than you. Right. But, you know, just starting to prevent that constant expression, that constant muscle movement, you're going to look younger for a lot longer, which is always nice. And I, was, I still like to get carded. Nope, me too. <laughs> I have a bunch of friends that have already told me, they're like, I haven't started yet. I haven't started it. And I'm like, you might want to go ahead and do it. Like, we're almost to our mid-30s. Like, it's it's time. Like, otherwise, you're going to be spending a lot more money down the road. Yep. Yeah, so my first, my biggest, or my favorite thing about Botox is, one, I love getting carded. Two, I love it when people say, well, you don't need Botox or you don't need any of that. It's like, because I do it. Exactly. Right. This is how I maintain this this look and if you think about it i mean i know y'all like your girl math and everything <laughs> but starting botox at 20 is going to be a heck of a lot cheaper in the long run than having to play catch up when you're 40 right now you're including the cost of potentially cosmetic surgery um the the constant lasers and microneedling and chemical peel sessions that it's going to take to eradicate those static lines um that's that's a lot of that's a lot of investment. Prevention is cheaper and easier than correction. Facts. Facts. Straight facts. And your medical grade skincare? Yes. Oh, it does wonders with your Botox. Non-negotiable. Yeah. SPF, BFF. What what do you tell your patients about the difference between your static lines and your dynamic lines? Ooh. Well, for the for the people, for you know, for the six people that are listening, the the difference between a static line and a dynamic line or static rightids and dynamic rightids is that your static lines are there when you're sleeping. Your static lines are always Rest. there, right? Kind of like me and my little bulldog forehead. Um, your dynamic lines are your lines of expression. So you, when you win the lottery and you get really shocked and surprised and those lines come up in your forehead, those are the movement lines. Yeah. So Botox, Xeomin, Disport, Juvo, those lines are treating your dynamic lines, your lines of expression. Um, that's why women joke. They're like, I'm so excited, but I just can't show it. That's the Botox. That's help knocking out their lines of expression. But the static lines are what we were just talking about. Those are the lines that you can't really treat Botox. You might too right here. It can hard to soften. Yeah, yeah they, they soften. Um, they diminish a little bit, but I never promise that they're going to completely go away because likely they're not. So with that being said, Arden, what is your one of your favorite procedures to do which is this is one of my favorites too um because of the difference that it makes when someone has that deep set like 11 line between their brow what do you do this is like the dating game like i better be <laughs> i better get this right so toxin is great in certain circumstances for those 11s um but what i think you're talking about is our smooth threads that we put um kind of like filling in a canal or filling in a canyon right so Anybody who, man, I love my, me some threads. I love smooth threads. I love twi uh, lifting threads. The PDO threads are an awesome treatment. Um, basically what they are is they're a dissolvable stitch. So just like when you're in surgery or you're getting a cut that's sewed up or something, it's a very similar structure to that. Uh, two different things about it. Number one is that it dissolves 100%, goes away. Uh, over about six or eight weeks, uh, the body absorbs it and goes away. And number two is after or as the body is absorbing it, it creates new collagen tissue that it leaves behind and that's yours to keep. So when we're talking about putting these little smooth threads, basically anywhere, we can use them anywhere on the body. Um, we use them to tighten up um, flabby skin around the belly after a pregnancy, or you can use them in the arms to tighten up your arms a little bit. Um, yep. And then 
right here sorry right and doing that little nefertiti kind of lift or tightening up those those neck sagging and um what i really like about smooth threads especially in this area between the eyebrows is that you can really treat an area that otherwise can't be treated with much else and the results are pretty impactful right away um you can walk out of there with a, a noticeably different appearance and you can repeat it monthly pretty cheap too so it's one of my favorite ones I would say noticeably, but natural looking appearance, which is, yes. yeah. I mean, you would never know if someone came up to me and, hey, I got threads. So, like, <laughs> let me see your before and after, because I wouldn't even know. Right. Now, some providers will put filler there um, to help with those. And look, God bless them. I I respect the heck. business. Yeah, I'm thinking about. Um, Integration. Yeah, Dr. Green, my ninja, my ninja provider friend up in Virginia. Uh, I mean, he's a rock star with forehead filler. Um, the man knows what he's doing. He's a trained surgeon. He's a rock star. But um, as a mid-level provider, I'm always like super conservative with stuff like that. And for me, the benefit really hasn't outweighed the risks yet, right? So that's why I don't put filler above the eyes. Even being a new injector, like I just fear, like even tear troughs, I just don't like that area by the eyes. Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe a little cannula work near, you know, in a safe spot, but tear troughs between the eyes. No, I just want to play with that. Yeah. Well, most people aren't tear trough candidates anyway, so. Facts, especially down south, man. I mean, I I find there's a big geographical um, notation to that, right? There's a, uh, because everybody down here has allergies to something. I mean, everybody, if it's a pine tree or if it's, um, I mean, shoot heat. Oh, right. You look at my friend who learned the hard way. <laughs> Girl. Who she is. God bless her. God bless her. Well, let's, okay, let's go into that a little bit. We don't have to, I love her. She's a sweetheart. We're, we're going to use her story, but not her name here, HIPAA, hashtag HIPAA. Um, what happened to our little friend here, Amber? So she came in as a um, filler model for me in my beginning. Um, and we filled her cheeks, um, gave her beautiful looking cheeks. She was so happy with it, which did help her under eyes. Oh, yes, tremendously. Um, but she said one of her main complaints was her, well, her two main complaints was her nasal labialons and then her tear troughs. And when I assessed her, me and Arden both told her that she was not a candidate for tear troughs. Um, and why wasn't she a candidate for tear troughs? Just, well, I mean, the skin is kind of creepy yeah, thin, thin yeah. there anyway, right? She's darker, you know, like. And she had an allergy yeah, issue. She did. She has major allergies. Right. Too. And we told her that. Um, she even got an opinion from one of our friends. It's a, you know, injector too. And she got. They told her no. Yeah. Well, told her no too. Yeah. yeah straight up. Three. So three people told her no. Three people. She was not a candidate. She got one of moments. <laughs> yeah. We all, all do. Moment. We all do. Yeah. Or we want something. Habit especially in this industry. Um, went with her friend to it, and she still won't tell me where we went, <laughs> which is probably good. <laughs> um, I gave her a hard enough time. Uh, and got her tear draws filled. Um, so seven weeks later, I see her post something on Facebook saying that she was getting her filler dissolved. <laughs> um, and I about had a heart attack because I thought that she was getting her cheeks dissolved and they were beautiful. And I was like, what are you doing? So then she admittedly told me that she got her tear drops done. And busted them. And when she smiled, that it caused big bulges underneath her eyes. No way. So and listen to your provider. We you tell them involved. And then I asked her, you know, the question: Did you learn your lesson? Are you going to listen next time? 
How about you stick with the two provide the providers you know and trust instead of going to someone you don't even know who gave you something that you don't need? And here we are today. And I doubt she'll ever make that mistake. So very valuable lesson. I mean, so you people out there don't don't do what our our lovely friend did. And God bless her. She's she's beautiful, and you know we did a rock star job on her. Um, man, don't do that. Don't do that. Listen to your trained professional people. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Or your TED Talk, really. That was all you. It's just... I mean, no, to, to summarize what you were saying, filler under the eyes is great. I find that, and there's some people online, there's some um, Instagram injectors that do a rock star job under the eyes. But if you notice that the two that I'm thinking of in particular, like Shelby for one, she's in Utah, right? And then um, Nicola, she's in, I think, Central California or like Napa-ish San Francisco-ish, somewhere somewhere out there. I don't think of big allergy profiles when I think of those areas. Um, but in the Southeast, when you have the pine, the the nut allergies, you have the terrible inflammatory foods that we eat all the time, right? I mean, God, they're good going down, but they don't do good for your skin, for your mental well-being, for your gut, and for your teardrops, really. <laughs> yeah, so I find my... My indication window for doing tear trough window or tear trough filler exclusively is very narrow. Like, and there's other options we can do yeah. to help the area. There's skincare. There's laser helps. PRX helps. PR, oh, and PR filler helps. Yeah, I'll do PRF under the eyes now. Oh yeah, I was just say that yeah. PRF works great too. I'll do that all day. Yeah. So just explore other options and be educated and don't just jump to filler underneath there because more than getting into. I want to bring up this article. I mean, we got way off topic for a second, but that's okay. It was good stuff. Um, this article was posted um, yesterday, okay? And the title of the, the the article is U.S. Consumer Group Seeks Stronger Warnings on Botox and Similar Treatments, okay? And I'm not going to read this thing to you, but basically there's this advocacy group uh, called Public Citizen. Um, they're filing a petition with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration about putting more warnings on Botox treatments and all seven of them actually, right? Um, because re, re, the reason being is that if Botox migrates, it could cause um, other muscles to become paralyzed. And that could be really bad when we're talking about muscles of digestion or aiding in breathing and stuff like that, right? Which is why people need to be reminded that Botox and neurotoxin treatments are still a medical treatment, right? It's a medical service um, and you shouldn't be getting it in the garage of some backyard you know, person who got it from Korea or something. Um, now, these medications, these medicines already have what's called a black box warning on them. And that's supposed to signify to us providers, hey, there's something that could be going on here. Um, you need to pay attention to this. Um, what are your thoughts, ladies? Uh, I have my thoughts and I'll give them to you in a second. Uh, what are your thoughts about this advocacy group trying to go ham on these neurotoxin treatments despite already having warnings on them? I think it's the same people that do the McDonald's stuff. No offense, but like, you know, coffee's hot. Why do you need more labels on a cup that says hot caution will burn you? Like, I think if you're educated going in, you know what toxin does, you know, you know, you've been explained the risks, the benefits, you sign that consent. I mean, you're you're well aware that something like that can happen. I don't know how much. I mean, I feel everything like, I feel has these a... days. Like people want things to jump out at them. They don't want to read. They don't want to investigate. You know, like if it literally doesn't bite you when you look at it, then 
they don't think that's suitable. And I just like, it's lazy. I can't stand that these days. Like I find that more and more people are getting lazy, you know, like not doing their education, not doing their, you know, not reading into things before they get things. They just want that to jump out at them. Like, I just don't understand more than what more you could want than a black box label. Like that's that to me, that sticks out to me. Like when I see that in a drug, that's like on my list of, hey, watch out. I really, I remember. I really want to like find this person and give her a big hug and tell her that, you know, you know, no one loved you in your life, but that's okay. I love you. Like I'm here for you. I'm going to give her a Sudoku, a Sudoku book too, because she clearly doesn't have anything to do with her life other than to, to bother us with these neurotoxins. Because the answer's don't. I, it blows my mind, man. Like, yeah, it's got the black box warning. Yeah. We know as, as qualified injectors that if the medicine gets in the wrong spot, that's a bad thing. Um, I have never seen, heard, read, um, heard other providers talking about neurotoxin spread so significant that it's going to go from a forehead injection to somewhere so serious that it's going to inhibit one's breathing or cause a life-threatening condition. Yeah, it's a local injection. It's not systemic. It's temporary throughout your whole body. It blows my mind. I mean, I'm not injecting it in your lungs. Just we're not injecting it in your veins. So you're not as systemically getting. We're not going. Yeah. I mean, for a cosmetic injection, we're not going anywhere near a vital property that would cause a muscle paralysis of something so vital that it could harm your life. Period. Um, The the article goes on to say there's been like 5,000 cases over 25 years that have reported adverse events and whatnot. And look, we know that it can spread. You know, so I know that if, you know, cosmetically speaking, if I put an injection by someone's eyebrow and it migrates down and hits a muscle that affects their smile lines, well, I mean, they're going to look like they had a stroke. Um, That's bad. We've seen that. That happens, unfortunately. The good news is that it goes away. But good Lord, like, leave us alone. And that's why you don't do lip flips. That's why I don't do lip flips. I mean, the again, benefits and risks, right? Um, They're a waste of money. uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't see really good results from lip flips uh, i find that it's you're you're basically donating 150 dollars to the practice um you might get some extra pink showing for a week but in, as a result you can't drink out of a straw no oh, i drool i drooled all over the place <laughs> yeah it, it wouldn't help me anyway knowing knowing my lip issues so. and referring to to toxin migration if that if that medicine goes anywhere where other than where it's supposed to be <laughs> the side of your mouth is going to drop and that's no fun. So you do smooth threads instead. I do smooth threads in the lips instead. Yeah. And smooth threads in the lips do a great job at uh, really defining the borders of the lips, giving a little bit of pump uh, plumpness, uh, a little bit of that ski slope um, that women so much desire. I, and it's a great like kick the can between filler sessions, right? Because we know there's a big problem with running filler too quick in the lips, especially um, that filler will also migrate. And that's when you walk around with this big old clear shelf under your lip. It looks like you, you got chewing tobacco up there or something. You want, and nobody wants that either. So again, if I'm telling you no, I say no a lot. But if I'm telling you no, it's for a darn good reason. I'm happy to explain it to you. I'm happy to spend the next 60 minutes of my life telling you why I am and am not offering you something. Um, ask those questions because I think that's super important. But then we come to a clear understanding and either you're going to sit in my chair or you're going to go somewhere else. God bless you either way. And look what happens when you go somewhere else. So I, 
man, we're getting so far off topic. <laughs> Talking about everything. <laughs> um, no, I, I just want to say to the per person at Public Citizen who wrote this, I I'd love to give you a hug, you know, but please find something more significant to do with your life other than bothering a medication that already has a black box warning. And yeah, I mean, I think it also comes back to, are you a qualified injector or are you buying this stuff on the black market and, you know, injecting yourself or injecting in your garage or something, which is also illegal? Um, because I think that's a lot of, of where these complications come from. You know, again, it's from the folks that took a weekend course and consider themselves experts and... I know we put a lot of training into lots of training, yes. lots of money, lots of time. Even like, yeah, it's just it's ongoing. And go get your Botox from Senator Hutchinson. I meet this lady. <laughs> I'm not well, gonna find out. Okay, so God bless her. We're gonna move on from her. What what would be the top three things you would tell a new patient, someone who's never had a toxin injection before? Um, what would be the top three things that you would tell that person? about getting your your toxin injection getting your zeomin injection you're gonna love it okay once you start you can't stop <laughs> um, i mean I, I feel like we kind of talked about this earlier um i love how like the texture of your skin just becomes super smooth um and almost glowing in a way so your makeup does sit a lot better a lot of times when you have those deep set wrinkles um in your forehead or around the eyes when you put your makeup on and then you go throughout your day kind of starts creasing. creasing yeah um, nobody likes that. Um, and I mean, I, I always like staying as young looking as I can for as long as I can. So that's, you know, uh, you're not going to look fake. You're not going right. to look like the bend and snap lady from Legally Blonde. Like the well, or the guy from, or Tim Allen from Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, exactly. Last night. That's, um, that's a good movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. You're, you're not going to look like that. What you got? I'd say like. God bless. <laughs> got me so off topic. I just. Hi. I got you so off topic. What are the top three things or the what are the first three things you're going to tell a brand new patient about their ZM and treatment? Hmm. Well, Catherine stole mine. Of course, you're going to love it. <laughs> um, I think you're going to be as it settles, you're like you're going to notice those differences. Like you're going to notice the subtle changes that you didn't notice before. Um, there would be you know, look more awake. Yes. Less tired. Definitely. Um, always give it a full two weeks. To kick in again, correct itself. And, um, it's, and most issues can be corrected easily. Like the Spock brow, like one brow's a little bit higher than the other. Um, that's very easily fixable. So go back to the injector that injected you. Don't be going shopping around and yeah, that's saying this person messed me up. No, they didn't. <laughs> I guess it's one of my things. Like everyone's so different that people are quick to jump to like, yes. oh, well, this happened. This went wrong. This went wrong. Okay, it did but that's why I'm scheduled out of our correct you know control where that toxin goes everyone you know like i said everyone's different everyone you know metabolizes it different it lasts longer in some people you know so that's a really hard question to answer when somebody's like well how often do i have to get this yeah four, four to six months i have to, i metabolize it a lot quicker i'm very expression you know a lot of expression so it's let's see kind of set realistic yeah. expectations yeah because yeah everyone is different some people have stronger muscles than others i remember this one girl that i did her eyebrow like her toxin kicked in at different times mm -hmm. on each side of her face mm -hmm. it was very bizarre so like for a whole week one eyebrow had so much movement and the other one looked perfect and so every time she raised her eyebrows like this one would go up 
and this one would stay exactly where I wanted it to. And so we're, you know, a weekend and I'm like, let's just wait. Let's just wait because it's probably going to correct itself. I kid you not. I saw her the day before her two week appointment. So we're at day 13 and it was still doing it a little bit. But like as the week went on, it got less and less and less. And even the day before, I'm like, let's just and she's like, can I come upstairs real quick and, you know, just, you know, touch me up? I'm like, no, let's just let's just wait till tomorrow. It corrected itself completely. It looked flawless. So that can also happen. And it's not that the injector did anything wrong. It's just everyone is unique and she might be stronger on one side of her face than the other. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we both know that from our cruise. Oh. And if you, know? you break down and at day 10 injected her... You overcorrected an issue, and now you have a whole nother issue that is not as easily fixable. Definitely, yeah. Wait the four. Be patient. Wait the fourteen days. There's a reason. Well, definitely, I would. I would definitely say like we're gonna be, especially someone who's just now coming to us, like first time getting talks. We always tell our patients like we're gonna be a little bit more conservative. Yep. This, you know, we might not knock out all the wrinkles. You know, we're not taking all of them away this time or ever. But you can always add more. Yeah, you, but you can't take it away. So exactly. I mean, I tell my patients a few things that are completely different. Um, I so with with my ZMN treatments, my new brand new patients, um, I tell them, look, we're 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 new here. We just met. So I tell them we're going to be conservative this first time. It's going to be like our first date. Right. So we talk about our favorite color and, you know, what we like to do on weekends and we might hold hands, but we're certainly not going to be talking about our kids names and our honeymoon, you know, places they'll go on our honeymoon. So I, I do a, a very more of a basic assessment and a conservative treatment. Sadie agrees. She likes that idea. Um, our dog I'm here with that us. Story, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I must be boring people out. So I say, look, I'm, I'm always happy. I want you to come back in two weeks anyway. So if we have to add any more or do something else, I'm happy to do it, but I'd rather do too little than too much. Uh, number two, I say, do not rub your face. All right. We were just talking about migration and stuff earlier. When you start rubbing and scratching and massaging those areas, you are effectively moving that medicine that I was so careful to put where I wanted it to. So put your hands down. Like, leave Don't wear a hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. We had to tell someone yeah. yesterday. Yeah. We both were like, um, take that off. <laughs> right. No hats. And then I tell folks to bring their friends because friends don't let friends get Botox alone. There you go. That's what I say. What else you got about Botox, ladies? Botox the heck out of that. Catherine, for the, for the people that are watching, do you want to show your little picture off? Yeah, go for it. I think that would be a great thing. You so, need to act as the patient and vocalize what my concerns were. Yeah. So let's, you and Amber can kind of break down what y'all did, why y'all did what you did. Let's give the listeners here, since they can't see, let's give the listeners a little rundown as to what's going on. And um, yeah, this is our little case study. So I am 30, for those that don't know, I'm 34, right? Yeah, I'm 34. When you get past a certain point, you, you just stop counting. can't really remember. So I'm 34. Um, my temples were definitely hollowing out. When I washed my face, there would be like a valley. A little scoop. Yeah. Um, ski slope, as I like to call them. Um, so definitely volume loss in my temples that I wanted um, filled. And then my nasal labial folds um under my eyes were like probably actually my least concern but my sec so it was my temples and then my jaw why are you lying to these people 
No, I wanted my jaw. Remember, it's opposite of everyone else because that's their first two. I forgot about my jawline. Yeah, that's what I really wanted. She really wanted. I was very specific about that. I wanted a a sharper jawline because as we age, our jawline and our neck kind of start to blend together. Um, And you don't have that. It's like the tide coming in on the beach. It just starts to like erode. Get that box look. So that was, that's what I came in wanting. I'm going to say this before I talk about the picture. Every morning in that bathroom over there, you would just start touching those folds by your nose. Man, this, I don't like this at all. I would never hear about temples. I would never hear about the jaw. I would just be like, Harden, you need to fix this right here, like right by my nose. Like, that's all I heard. Okay. Well, this session, because this isn't my first rodeo, this session, was it a concern? Yes. But was it my top concern? No. Okay. It's on the wish list. are lengthy. So for those on YouTube or for those watching this clip, now you can see over my left shoulder, we've got a nice little picture here of everything going on. So the picture right here on the left is Catherine before. And then the picture over there is Catherine after. Two weeks after. We'll post this online too so you can see it on our Instagram. But um, that's a two week and that's a pretty drastic transformation. I know you guys, it's kind of far away in the video for YouTube folks, but what I want you to pay attention to is right up here above Catherine's eyes, you can really start to see where she loses dimension on this forward facing picture. Um, it, it just kind of flattens out, like she said. And so what happens is the the rest of the face appears thinner than it should. And it, it's a it's a telltale sign of aging. So most people don't come in, Amber, you know this, they, they don't come in talking about their temples it's a place that that's often overlooked or it's covered by their hair or it's just not sexy enough to spend money on and they don't want to do it um but i think it makes such a huge transformation so from there going down right below her eyes you notice especially i love the way the light hits her on the face here because you can tell that um the light just cast all over her face and there's no line of demarcation um good uh, okay I've learned so much uh, from my you know, photography background, but as well as you know, learning about facial aesthetics and, and the art of beauty. Uh, women put on makeup to capture that highlight on the upper cheek and then contrast it with the shadowing. I don't know what makeup's called. I don't know all that, but um, you're trying to catch that high cheekbone and create a wider mid face. Um, you can see the light, the way it's hitting Catherine's face is there's nothing to catch it. There's no ridge. So it just falls and cascades down the entire cheek. Um, and then she does have a little bit of a boxy appearance down low. So in contrast, after we did filler, we did four units of, um, various fillers for her. We filled her temples. We did her cheeks. We did the piriform space, which is a little bit area right by the nose, um, which helps inflate those nasal labial folds from down below. Um, and then we also did some jaw work that you can't really appreciate from the picture and chin and some chin. And so if you look the pre-picture here, uh, if you try to imagine a triangle from ear to ear, that's being the widest part and then coming down to the point, there's no point, right? It's kind of, it's kind of wide at the, the base of the chin there. And that's more of a masculine look. We want the chin on a female to be more pointed. And so we started to give her in the after, you can see that the chin kind of points down a little bit more. Um, the, fl- the face looks much more slender and it's an attractive look in the middle. And then the light reflex, you can see where the light reflex is catching right at the cheek where we want it to. And then it casts a shadow down below. I just noticed something else. Tell me. My neck looks skinnier in my after picture. Just like the same thing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Like, even though you needed volume, 
your face still looks because when people come up to like when especially people who are very hollow already and they're like oh i need i want i want volume but i don't want my face to look fat and that's what people mm-hmm. think when you add volume your face gonna look fat to be honest we added volume but your face looks skinnier and it's all about the way we you know full facial balancing yeah and Arden, i want to tell you i you know we went back to ongoing education and stuff and there's something i really learned the other night when i was listening to one of the other injectors one of the webinars and something that i'm going to put into my consultation is when i'm assessing my patients to look like go behind them and look down and that's one thing yeah. you don't do and it she said it really helps to catch you know those you know where they need to be plumped up where they need to con you know the hollowness in their face and you know we all look at them from the front but i never thought about looking at them from like you know looking down on the yeah. step stool will come yeah, exactly i love that um and i thought that was really cool to you know yeah that i know i want to implement you know just to kind of see from a different angle of you know something i might not see looking straight on them you know at them yeah so no i love that and what i want to point out and emphasize from this is that Catherine is in her mid-30s by no means is she considered old um and by most circles not even considered middle-aged but i mean we we made a significant investment here to make a profound difference. So when people say, oh, I'm too young for filler, it's like, uh, I, would, I wouldn't put an age on it, right? I mean, we all age differently. And if you've lost weight, if you have um, had some hormonal changes or if you're absent of some hormones, um, your body could feel metabolic, metabolically older than, you're actually, than you actually are, than your birthdays tell you. So uh, for those of you out there, you know, you're 28, you're 30 and you know, you're thinking about doing this, come get a consult um, because you could be missing out on some some years where, again, going back to what we said in the very beginning, it's much easier to cre- uh, prevent a little bit at a time than to do it all when you're 60 and you have so much catch up to do. Yep. And our skin just looks brighter, like tighter all the way around, like just an overall difference, not just the plumpness. I mean, I don't think I look 34 at all. Mm-mm. And- no. That's the whole point. When, but you look natural. You still, look yeah, natural. exactly. Like you wouldn't look at me, like your mounds in your cheeks, or right. You know, your, you wouldn't look at me from across the room and be like, oh my gosh, she has like her face is full of filler. Like I don't think anybody would think that. And actually, oh, this is what I wanted to bring up, Arden. Um, we had all three of us had a great compliment about. I don't even think it was a week after I had this done. Um, and one of the ladies at Franco's came up to us. We were all working at on the computer at a table. And she's like, she stopped and she said, your skin looks really good. She's like, I feel like you did something, but I can't put my finger on it. I can't tell what it is. And I looked at her and said, I got four syringes of filler a few days ago. She's like, what? She's like, that's definitely not what I was thinking. And she's like, you know, I thought maybe you got like a laser treatment or I don't know, or you were just like having a good skin day. And when I almost you, stood up and gave her a hug. Yeah. So when she walked off, I said, that's exactly what I want people to think about me and about our patients. Yep. Like we don't like maybe that's why we're one of the, I guess, like best kept secrets is because nobody tells us they're, they're friends. I know, which I, I wish our patients would shout from the rooftops like, oh, this is where I go and this is what they did. Look how natural I look. But a lot of people don't want people to know. Mm-mm. So hopefully we can kind of push through that stigma a little bit that still hangs around there um i think that's a geography thing too i think that's a south thing like, maybe so because you go to miami or if you go to la or uh dallas you see they're like oh, who's missing filler they, they basically wear their shirt you know they're like oh this is where i go go check it up right so 
you know, if if you don't want people to know, come see us because you're you're not going to be in a room where someone's like, oh my gosh, look at her lip filler, look at what she got done. Like, no, husband won't even notice. Like mine, oh, mine don't. Right. He's right. like, oh, you did something. Like you just look like you got. Right. But don't mm-hmm. mistake that with not having results. Like yeah. there's results here, and they're significant results. But it looks completely natural. Um, so you know when complete strangers try to guess my age, I don't know if I've ever gotten over thirty. Usually it's like twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, I'll take that all day. And you still get carded on a regular. I basis. do get carded. So when I'm fifty, I hope I look thirty five. Right. <laughs> so that's what prevention will do. <laughs> now I can I can say this because you're my wife. Um, I think your before picture, um, you look tired. Yeah, well, I have three kids. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I own a business. I mean, I mean, we're busy. Like, I, yeah. you know, we got a lot going on. I get that, but I think you got a little bit of. I mean, it's just I look refreshed. Yeah, yeah, you really do. Like, you're not smiling in the picture on the, the after picture, but you might as well be because it looks like a happier version of you. Um, I think you got a little bit of Olympic face on the left, and that's okay. Like, we we go much better than my pre Olympics. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we. And we'll we'll have to talk about Ozempic on be another episode. Another episode, but um, that's an expectation that we have, right? When you lose 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, you're gonna lose it in your face too. And so we have we have ways to correct that. So I think Can we switch to my jaw? I don't know, can we? Yeah, put it up there. Oh, girl. <laughs> I got you. Let's see. No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. Mm, that's that'll work. We can look at that one for a minute and then but the um the 90 degree angle is yeah really good too look at that this one's good too (laughs) so you can definitely see the difference let me find my cheekbone is much more defined is it this one you would do that one or that the other yeah this one there you go yeah (laughs) my bruised side which again is completely normal it's not you know a bad outcome some people bruise and still feel bad it just is what it is so yeah. Wear extra makeup that week. I tell my patients all the time, there's three miles of vasculature just in your face. And so for us, essentially going in blind and telling you that you're never going to bruise mm-hmm. and you're never going to, that's, that's not, res- that's irresponsible. Yes. Right. Um, it makes us look really bad when we do bruise you. No, but I will, I will say that we don't get a lot of bruising. We really don't. Um, I think we, we take all the measures right then and there in the room and i think that we know what we're doing and we try to avoid all that stuff so um i think we're very blessed in that regard so anyway this 90 degree picture for those on uh that are listening on your podcast of choice you can't see it but again we'll post it um the before is on the left the after is on the right and so this will give you i love this view because you can really tell a couple of things you can look at the projection anteriorly or going forward from her cheeks and you can also see the jaw, which is just like glorious. I think it looks great. Um, on the left, on the before picture, you can tell that the there's no dimensionality to her face. That's because there's there's no dimension on her on her face. There's no there's nothing to catch those lights. So it's just all one big blob of highlight. Um, but when you look at the after, you notice right by her eyes, it's doing a little catch light there. And then right beneath that, there's a little bit of a shadow. And even on, this is a direct, um, this is a very abrasive light. So when we're talking about, you know, taking your Instagram selfies and stuff, do, do any of you out there take your phone and hold it straight out in front of you and take a picture? Never. What do you do? You put it high. 
um, you put it at like a 45 degree angle. And that's because you want the light to catch in a certain way that gives you these dimensions that we're talking about. So in the after picture, you can really tell that even with a very harsh light, she's able to catch highlights and shadows. She's able to produce dimension. And you can also tell if you look right in the front, if you draw a straight line down from the base of her nose to her chin, like, right, let's see if I can do it with my hand. I'm trying to do this on the screen right here. If you draw a line right here, basically you could put a ruler right there. And um, I don't think her chin would touch. I think her chin would miss it by a little bit. But if you look at the after photo, this is why we paid attention to her chin. Um, we got a little bit of projection forward and projection down which helps slim the face and as you ladies pointed out the neck so and it kind of it helps with that like quote-unquote turkey neck yep. um, that everyone complains about and wants to get kybella for which oh, that's painful um that'll be another <laughs> episode too yep. but it, it helps with the um you know making the under chin area look tighter and then what i love about my after picture is that my face and my neck look like two separate spaces yes which is what they should in my before picture it just looks one looks like one big area and just soft and like there's no um definition or separation right that was the word i was looking for <laughs> and that's why that's why we use this lighting the way we do when we're taking your pictures i think i think every woman that i've taken a picture of in clinic they're like oh my god don't show those to anybody why because they're not flattering Right. right. They're not intended to be. They're intended to be clinical. And this is why um, what Catherine's pointing out is that there is no delineation between her cheek here and her neck here. Right. You could tell that there's like like a shadow that's trying to form right there, but it's really not there. Um, and that's age related bony erosion. And that's, um, you know, fat loss and, and all those things um, that contribute to that Thank sign you. of aging. Now contrast with the after picture and it's like, bam, it's like perfectly delineated, right? It looks great and it does. It makes your neck look um, more set back and it makes it look almost longer even. Um, it gives it an anatomic space to, to call home. So, um, and if I, if I took a caliber to that neckline right now, I would guarantee you that it's right at that 120 degrees, which is what I shoot for. So, um, I love it. Very satisfied patient here. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy yeah, you're welcome. That was a joint effort. Y'all yes, did, it was. Y'all did great. Yes, it was. Cool. <laughs> and it didn't hurt. Good. Didn't hurt me at all. Because I think that's some fears, some common fears yeah. of people are um, pain. And also, if you mention more than one syringe of filler, someone's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to look so fake. No, you're not. Like, your fate. I mean, as we age, we lose a lot of volume mm -hmm. due to a multiple of factors. Um so I got four syringes and you didn't put four syringes in one area. You kind of used it, sprinkled it throughout my whole face to balance my whole face um, and to keep everything into the appropriate proportions. Um, so four syringes can look like nothing. Like nobody even knew that I got filler at all. Right. Um, they knew something was different, but they weren't like, oh, she got filler. So four syringes may seem like a lot, but it's not. Right. And then look at the, like, we didn't even touch your lips, but just look at your lips. Yeah. Like your, just the areas we didn't touch, look how much better, yep. you know, everything looks. This is my first time seeing your before and after. And I mean, it's significant different. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
this is why I love I love seeing people's reaction when we show them their befores and after they're like oh I don't really see anything I don't see we had a lady not that long ago who said I didn't notice a change and we had to like literally show her and she's like you know like it's it's hard when you look at yourself every day every day and you you, all you see is the uh, I want to say the bad but like the negatives or the what's wrong you're your most harsh critic yeah that when you do fix it you're like well, and think about how many times you look at yourself in the mirror every day, right? So you don't appreciate the subtleties because you you see yourself so much, right? If I drove by somebody's house and saw that they were planting a garden and all I saw was just dirt and I drove by a week later and I saw this beautiful garden, I'd be like, wow, that's a huge transformation. But if you sat out there in a lawn chair and watched them do everything, it probably wouldn't be as big a deal, right? So same thing here. It's um, I know it's one of my favorite things to show them the after pictures mm-hmm. um, and really compare and contrast. Even for like our, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, our biostimulator patients and stuff like that. Like, even though they don't get that, you know, initial wow factor, should I say, um, they still leave happy. Like, I just really think that the way we educate them and the way we show them, hey, um, this is what your results are going to be. This is what's going to happen. And kind of the effect they have once they leave, you know, being a little swollen, a little bit of plump here and there, it kind of gives them an idea of what they're to look forward to. Um, those people too, looking themselves in the mirror every day and they're like, oh, I don't see anything. Once again, we show them their before and afters and we're right. like, look at this. This was like three weeks ago. Look, you still have so much further to go mm-hmm. on your journey. I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have to spend a lot of time on biostimulators because I, I would I would do biostimulators on every patient that walked in the door. It's, like, it's, it's become love it love it arguably safer longer lasting more natural results yeah we'll talk about that later all right what else you want to add to this lovely patient this lovely case study that we have here i love it yeah i think i'll keep her around well ladies this has been fun it has why don't you um why don't you tell all these folks how about your thanksgiving what was your thanksgiving like maybe they care giving oh claire looked adorable oh my god Purse. She had her purse. She had her little pea coat on, and she walked in with her big bow. And she just my girl loved her accessories. She was the it girl at Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, but it was fun. You know, got to visit with family and eat. And I think this was one of the warmest Thanksgivings I've had in a long time. It's kind of rainy that day. Not warm temperature wise. I'm talking about like. Just heartwarming. Uh, I think it was cold. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm talking about like just how awesome it was just to hang out and be amongst family. And it was just. Worry about the things that really. Yeah. 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 I really got to shut off everything else. And uh, it was nice. Loved it. Where'd you go? What'd you do? You go down by the camp? That was like fun. Yeah. We um, just hung out with family and did some deer hunting. And, you know, I have an outdoorsy side to me. I like it. I like it. Just. Enjoyed. I enjoyed the days off. I'm not going to lie. I was, but I was ready to come back on Monday, refreshed and well slept. Me too. Me too. Now, if we could just get through this holiday season. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Be on the lookout for me, folks. I, I think this might air um, this next week. Um, two big things coming on next week. Um, my 40th birthday is next week. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, it is. Um, Calendar. <laughs> But I think I might be dressing up as little Mr. Santa Claus and selling gift cards out on Highway 22. Yeah. Yes. So watch it for hard and take a picture if you pass them. Yeah, I'm gonna be completely embarrassed, but it'll be fun. There you all. Make sure we may give you a good discount. Yeah, come on. That's a good idea. Good idea. 
that's a good idea. Okay, best picture of me in a Santa robe on Highway 22 gets, uh, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be worth your while. It'll be. It's yeah. all right. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. there's a light there. So yeah. if you're caught at the light, snap a picture. Yeah, snap yes. a picture and tag us. And, oh, I can't uh, wait to see these. We'll, we'll give you a nice little goodie bag. All right. Until next time, this has been fun. This is the Aesthetic Agenda signing off. See you later. See you later.